Welcome back. I'm Gila Ross, host of the Power Up podcast. And I'm so excited to share with you that thanks to all of your support this past week, the Power Up podcast was named number 16 of the top 50 Jewish podcasts in the world. In honor of International Women's Day, we're having a special episode where we look at women in Judaism. This is a discussion that we had on our Wednesday night discussion group where we looked at the question of do women have a secondary role in Judaism? Would it be true to say that women have a limited spiritual experience in Judaism? Any thoughts on that? Can I say something? Yes. Hi. Um, no, I think it's on the contrary. Women's uh, connection to spirituality is much greater in Judaism than uh, men. Um, it's just okay. a different way of connecting to spirituality. But generally, uh, if we look through um, the Tanakh and if we look through history, um, the, the, the role of a woman in Judaism is connecting to, um, is, is passing on education because we connect to spirituality as females stronger than men. If that, I don't know if that said it clear, but yeah. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. You're making a point that um, perhaps women have a stronger spiritual experience. Um, I need to give a special shout out to Danielle, who is my old, old, well, she's not old. It's just we go way back in, in years. Danielle, sorry, I didn't mean to be, to be rude, but Danielle is um, back from when I was in Calgary. We're talking about what? 13 years ago or so we used to learn together and it's so amazing to have her and she says I don't think Judaism would exist without the women which is she's raising a very 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 good point so we have a couple of good points anyone else wants to weigh in and say anything about their experience with women in Judaism their thoughts or it doesn't have to be your personal thing it could be um questions that you have or so like for instance, on a Friday night, that spirituality starts when you are lighting the candles and that is the woman's job to bring that into the house on the Friday night and the Shabbos. And usually you're the one that's prepared all the food and you're, you're entering that spirituality and bringing it into the house. And that you feel, well, I feel really connected when I do that. And my children know that at that time, is a transition time into something special so i think that is one of the times where it is a woman's place and a woman's job to bring spirituality in the house and other times when you do that such as yom tevs and things like that you're the one doing most of the visual lead up to all of that that the children see and the men whilst obviously they're playing their part is a lot of the things that the children won't necessarily see on a day-to-day basis in the house. That's a very, very interesting point. And we have some people that are asking on, on, on Instagram that don't men and women have their, dif- have, have their different roles. Um, and we're gonna look into it. We're gonna see whether that is correct or not. I mean, I guess the question we're starting from, and I think sometimes the question that, that this starts from is, is a woman's role in Judaism secondary? And it's very, very interesting that I first heard from a, a couple of you that 
perhaps a, a woman's role in, in Judaism, especially, I think this, I can't remember who said it, but someone said, you know, Judaism gets passed on and, and where would women, where would Jews be, where would Judaism be without women? It's, it's really, really interesting to, to hear that um, um, sentiment. Before we even start to approach it, we have to, we have to, we have to understand something, right? And sometimes is, you know, there's a famous um, story that's told, doubt it's a true story, but um, a parable, that's the word for it, right? There's a famous parable that's told of six blind people. Right? And they go to safari and they, they, find, they see an, a, an elephant and they're all asked to describe the elephant. And one of them says, you know, whatever, it's, it's, it's thick and, and, and rough. And one of them says, well, it, it, it can splash you. And they're all describing a very, very different feeling. And, they, they, um, and at the end of it, what's, what's going on is that each one, one, and the person that's listening has no idea what they're actually seeing, right? They can't sort of um, piece together what they're actually seeing. Why? Because each of them is, is seeing a part of it, right? And when you sign to see a part of things and you don't see the whole, you kind of miss the picture. What, what, do, what do I mean by that? I'll give you another analogy. There was once a, a you know, back in, 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 in Europe, in, in pre-war Europe, in the shtetl, um, what, what's, what's, what's a nice Jewish class without a nice shtetl story, right? So, so there's, there's this, this poor guy and, you know, he, he realizes he's poor and he's probably going to be poor for the rest of his life. And he turns around to his wife one day and he says, you know what? I've accepted my lot in life. I know that I'm a poor guy. And he says, but I want to taste Kreplach. Does anyone know here what Kreplach are? We have one or two. Okay, so basically, what kreplach are is is um is kind of like it's kind of like this dumpling with meat inside. So you've got like this dough on the outside with with ground beef on 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 the inside, and it's served in soup or whatever. So his his wife says to him, "I'd love to make you kreplach, but I don't have meat." So he doesn't know. So he says, "So make it without meat." And he says, "She says, okay, fine, but I don't have eggs either." <laughs> and and he says. No, it's actually really good. It actually is really good. She says, I don't have eggs either. So she says, so make it without eggs. And then he says, um, she says, she says, but I don't have oil either. So she says, so make it without, without um, oil. So what does she do? She takes the flour and the water and she makes something. And she serves him up this kreplach. And this poor guy has been, you know, thinking and salivating over these kreplach for ages. And he gets, he gets, he, he takes of it and he goes, I have no idea what they are thinking about when they talk about Kreplach. It's nothing, it's bland, right? What, 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 am I, what am I getting at here is that sometimes in order to understand something, you gotta, you gotta see the whole system. You gotta see the big picture. If you're looking at just one piece of it, you're not gonna, under, you're not really gonna get a sense of, of what it is, right? Imagine if you have like a, a you know, six-year-old boy and, he, and he's at a wedding. Back in the days, and please God, in the future, when you could have a wedding, and he looks at, at, at the groom and he thinks, you, you poor guy, you know, you're, you, you, you have to wear that, that uncomfortable suit. You can't sit with your friends. You have to sit with a girl of all things, right? And, and you know, and, and, and he goes and he says, this poor, and what, what do you say to the, this kid? Wait, wait a few years until you understand, right? You understand, like, this, this groom is not poor, poor, um, um, Poor, poor groom. It's 
you don't get the situation because you're young and you're only seeing it from your your perspective. So to go back to the Kreplov, the reason why he didn't enjoy it is because she she left out all the good bits of it, right? I want to make that clear. She left out all the good bits. If she gave one or two ingredients, that doesn't make a Kreplov, right? So so um, so it's the same thing here. In order to uh, to begin to answer the question of what is a woman's place in, in, in Judaism? What is the role of a female in Judaism? Do women have a secondary role in Judaism? We gotta, we gotta step back and we gotta look at the big picture. So let me ask you a question because I think a lot of times what comes up in, when, we, when we look at it is, but hold on a second, you know, women can't take part of, of, of a minion. And a lot of times if women go to, to Shaw, if they don't know how to, to pray, it can be quite an unsatisfactory experience. So does anyone know a trivia question? Where in the Torah does it talk about going to Shul? Where in the Torah is the mitzvah of Shul? Anyone know? Anyone can guess? I stumped you. <laughs> anyone? Anyone? Is it so one minute, we have Charlotte who's suggesting there isn't. Whoa, that's a big statement. Lisa, what were you going to say? Yeah, I was actually going to say the same thing. I don't, I mean, they wouldn't have had shawls back in the Torah. It would have been just times of day that they dabbed. Like we, we learned that, you know, Abraham did it a certain time of day and Yitzhak and Yaakov did it at different times of day. And that's where Minchamariv, you know, where it all comes from, Shachar's Minchamariv. I don't actually know. Again, I know that maybe Minyan comes from somewhere, but I don't think there's actually anything about a shul. I know we had the temple, right? Um, but they wouldn't have had an actual, like, synagogue. Yep. So, I might be wrong, though. So, so we have a lot of people that are saying the same thing. We have Danielle saying the same, that there's nowhere, and Lisa is saying that it's not. And you know what? You're right. I'm not, and I'm not suggesting that, that shul is not important. Um, it is, but what, what I'm, what, what I'm, why I'm saying this, what I'm pointing it out is because shul is a rabbinical, a rabbinical addition, right? A, there, there isn't, there is a, a commandment to, to pray as I think Lisa points out in, in, for men to pray as, as a minion, as a community of 10, but um, the idea of a shul is a rabbinical addition, which doesn't mean it's not important, but it's actually interesting because we have now lived for almost a whole year without shul. And I was thinking to myself this on Purim, right? Because for, for, for us, over well, Purim brought a whole yearly cycle of the, of the Jewish festivals where we, we um, whoa, Danielle's profound. She says, a building does not equal spirituality. We can access Hashem anywhere. Okay, we're gonna get back to that in a minute. But we've, we've lived an entire year where we've had to celebrate all the holidays without, almost without, without the function of Shul. And you know what? We managed. I think if, you, if, you, if all of us look back at what we've done over this past year, maybe we've had to work harder, but we've all made something beautiful of, of, of the different festivals um, of, over this past year, which is, which is a very interesting thing. But if, if I'm saying that synagogue attendance is, is not a Torah commandment, right? It's not the core of what Judaism is, then what is the core of Judaism? Anyone can guess, what is the core of Judaism? The home, okay, but what, what about the home? Charlotte, you're giving it next week. <laughs> no, sorry, Dan was on the phone, so I couldn't really speak. 
um, like shalom bias and kind of peace within the home and kind of charity and that sort of thing. Okay. Where, where what, what are you, anyone else wants to weigh in? What do you think the core of Judaism is? Is, is it like our own personal individual relationship with Hashem? Yes, yes. I mean, these are all kind of like parts of the answer. Okay, so you're all getting, you're all like quite warm, but, but I'm looking, I guess I'm looking for, you know, if, if, if you met someone who is new to Judaism and they told, asked you. I think you. Yes, Joe. Um, sorry, I think a lot of it is um, about bringing up, you know, your children in a traditional way. And a lot of it is about the family and celebrating, you know, mitzvahs and looking after people and doing good and bringing up your children in that way and showing them, you know, a lovely Jewish, Jewish way of life. Okay, so so I think um, 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 Joe and, and, and Charlotte and, and um, everyone that answered, Ilana and Danielle and Lisa, you're all, uh, um, 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 you're all saying good things. The reason why I'm going to go with Nikki's answer is because I want something that applies universally. What, what do I mean by that is that not everyone has uh, um, um, people in their home that they have to get on with. Not everyone has kids, right? And even, even people that have kids as much as when you're in it, you think that it's forever, it's only a very short period part of our life. I know it's shocking to hear that, but it is, right? Like, uh, you know, there's, there's our life before we have kids and then one day our kids grow up and we have, we, um, our, 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 role, our role changes. But what Nikki says is mitzvah observance, right? And, and the truth is that is the core. The core of Judaism is the mitzvah observance. Now, what, how many mitzvahs do we have? Anyone knows? Any some someone help me out here. 613. Excellent. 613 mitzvahs. Okay. Now, when I say to you 613 mitzvahs, and that's the core, that's what it means to be a good Jew, this is the point where everyone leaves. But don't leave yet. Because um yes, it is 613. Um, um, because there are there are many mitzvahs that are there are many commandments, for example, that that's, you know, that, that there's a positive and there's a negative, right? Which, which are really one obligation. There are some mitzvahs that apply only when you live in Israel. There are some mitzvahs that apply only to, to the Levites. There are some mitzvahs that only apply to, to, certain, to certain people at certain times. So what I'm looking for, and this I'm gonna ask you to guess, is how many mitzvahs do you think on a regular weekday, when you wake up tomorrow morning, how many obligations do Jews have on a regular day? G guess a number. And I doubt anyone's going to know the number unless you've heard this class before um, or, or, or heard this before. So just venture a guess. Anyone? Ten? hundred. I was, I was just going to say in the hundreds, yeah. Okay, so... Those of you that said 186 and those of you that said 10 are both wrong, but the number is somewhere in between. We have 27, which is getting a bit uh, warmer. Anyone else wants to guess? About 100. Uh, colder. 42. 
Who said 42? May. I said 42. Oh, so did I. Yes, oh, you're very good. Okay, so yeah. the, answer, the answer is, and I don't know exact number, but the answer is approximately 40 mitzvahs. Okay. Okay. So, sorry. <laughs> the question. The, uh, so, um, sorry. Let me just let um back in. So, yes, th th those of you that said thirty-six, very, very close. We're talking about how many mitzvot on a regular weekday. How many different types of obligations does a Jew have? Okay, because obviously we know that the Jews are given six hundred and thirteen commandments, which sounds like a huge number, which is. But those are not mitzvot that we are um expected to do on a daily basis, right? There are some that apply in, in the temple. There are some that apply um, to different people at different points of time. So on a daily basis, and, and by the way, this number of approximately 40 is not counting uh, mitzvot like Shabbat and the festivals because those don't apply on every single day. So what are they? Okay, so firstly, there are ritual mitzvahs, right? Those of those mitzvahs that sort of come under the category of mitzvahs. What, what for example, a mezuzah. On, on, on the door, right? Keeping a kosher home, the laws of family purity, as someone said earlier, the laws of, of, of a mikvah, um, the, the laws that relating to, to a talis and to fill in, the laws um, forbidding us from wearing wool, a garment made of wool and linen, right? These are, these, are, these are mitzvahs that apply every single day. Now there's another category, right? There are three that are prayers. There are, um, for example, there, there's one of the, one of the mitzvot is that we have a mitzvah to to say the Shema, right? To 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 express our belief in God, which we do by by saying the Shema. There's a mitzvah to express our gratitude to God for 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 food, which we do with the birchat hamazon after we eat. There is a mitzvah to ask God for help at least once a day, right? Now of these. Mitzvahs that so far that I have um, ha have have given examples of, do they apply to men, women, both? Both. Yeah, most of them. Mm -hmm. but so far, the only ones that we have we have found that don't apply to both is is the mitzvah of talis and tefillin. Okay, but there's more, right? There are a ton of mitzvahs that relate to our interpersonal relationships, right? We have a mitzvah to love other people. We have a hello to Marla. So nice to see you. Sorry, I, when I see like all um, um, people <laughs> from, from Instagram from um, years back, it's very exciting. So I'm just going to give a shout out. Um, so there's mitzvahs, for example, not to hurt another person's feelings, not to embarrass other people, not to speak badly of someone, even if it's true. And definitely if it's not true, to think before we give advice. To, to not take a, a grudge, to, to, sorry, to not, um, to not give a, um, to not take revenge, to not bear a grudge, to be honest, right? To, if, if, we, if we employ someone to pay them on time, to not delay payment, right? To help someone who needs help carrying packages. These are all mitzvahs that are written in the Torah. Um, to give charity, to give a loan if we're in the position to give a loan to remove a hazard from your home. So next time you pick up that school bag that's thrown across the floor, <laughs> you are actually fulfilling a biblical commandment. Now, again, let's just stop for a minute and ask these mitzvahs, tons of them that I just um, um, laid out, are those for a man or for a woman? Do they, do they relate to men or do they relate to women? Both. 
both, both, e all of these mitzvahs are equally um, um, obligatory. E um, uh, men and women have an equal obligation to, to keep all of them. And by the way, it's not sounding so easy, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's, 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 there's a lot in there, right? Now we're gonna, we, we keep going, we keep going because there's still some more. There are those that are to honor elderly people, to give respect to Torah scholars, someone who lives and knows a lot of Torah. We have to respect them, to respect our parents, to give honor to our parents, to judge other people favorably. That's again, that's a mitzvah, it's a biblical commandment from the Torah, to offer constructive criticism when the person will accept it. These are all the biblical commandments that apply equally to men and to women. Has anyone still looking for more? Oh, you're good. <laughs> all right. <laughs> even if you, even if, even if you think, "Wow, whew, you know, this is this is way more than what I signed up for." And uh, hold on yet, because don't don't get scared off yet, because there is a lot. But we'll, we'll talk about we'll, we'll talk about it in in a minute. But this is not all, there's more. There, there are mitzvahs that are related to becoming our personal sanctity, right? As, as a Jew, we are supposed to be what's called a Kiddush Hashem, right? Which means that when we walk around, the way we behave is supposed to be a role model for other people, that other people should, should look at us and say, wow, those Jews, they know how to behave. Again, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not easy. And, and, and does this apply to men or women? It's equally obligatory for both men and, and women. Um, um, there's other mitzvahs, for example, to stay far away from falsehood, not just not to, to be honest, but to, to stay far away from falsehood, to become, be a person that is so um, honest that they, are, they, they stay far away from it. If there's still more. There are, there's, a cat, there's a category called the six constant mitzvahs, right? Which um, again, is a whole discussion all on its own. Um, but for example, there's a mitzvah to come to know that there is a God and to incorporate that into our life on such a level that we live differently because of it, to love and to fear God, which obviously includes understanding what does it mean to love God? What does it mean to fear God, right? What, what, what on earth what do those mean? Not to be jealous of other people. These are, these are, these are mitzvahs that are, 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 are they for men or for women? Both. Both. And they're there for us um, all the time. Now, if that's not enough of a spiritual um, program for you, we've still got a couple more, okay? Because on top of that, there is a mitzvah um, of Torah study. Now, oftentimes when people hear that, they think Torah study is um, for men. Now, the truth is, the primary mitzvah, um, men have the mitzvah of studying Torah for the sake of studying Torah. Women, on the other hand, have the mitzvah of also studying Torah. The, the mitzvah for a woman is, is a slightly different because for her, um, there are two main areas where she's supposed to study. She's supposed to study, number one, about halacha, about how to live a Jewish life. And number two, any area that is going to give, uh, give her the inspiration that's needed to live a good Jewish life. Now, when you think about those two massive areas, that's huge. And on top of that all, we, all, we also have the mitzvah of emulating God, right? There's, there's a, a commandment in the Torah that we are supposed, just like God is kind, 
we are supposed to be kind just like god is merciful we are supposed to be merciful and etc and we're supposed to we're supposed to become godly okay now when you think about it like this right these these are not the extra cre credits these are not the the additions these are the core obligations of every jew approximately there are about 40 of them not counting Shabbat, not counting the festivals that apply to every single Jew every single day of the uh, of the year. When you wake up in the morning, that's your order as uh, um, as a Jew, right? And when you wake up in the morning and you think, "Wow, that's what I got to do," it's it's um, it's it's scary because there's a lot of them, and 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 we'll talk about in a minute what what a person who actually lives like that looks like. But I think for most of us, we're nowhere near that, right? So. <laughs> What the mitzvah, what the what what our obligation is, is to is to take is every day of our life to be conscious of that and to take a step in the right direction of, of fulfilling um, these mitzvahs. But when we look at that, when we look at, at what it means to be a Jew, how is it different for men and for women? Okay, and I'm going to clarify the question a little bit. I just outlined with you very, very briefly. I just went through some of most, some of the of the forty obligations that a Jew has every single day of, of their life, which um, just to kind of give you a, a bit of a, of an idea of it. Um, and and if all of them, all of them, with the exception of of, of talis and tefillin, are equally obligatory on men and women. Both men and women have an equal responsibility to engage in this spiritual program that God has, has um, set out for us. When you look at it like this, when you look at the 40 daily obligations that every Jew has, is the, what uh, uh, is required of a, of, a, of, of a Jewish man that different than what's required of a, of a Jewish female? The same. They are pretty much Just the same. Right? When they when they when they both wake up in the morning, the man and, and, and the woman, they 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 pretty much have the same spiritual the, um, the same spiritual program that they have to engage in, right? The the the, the mitzvahs from the Torah, the core mitzvahs of the Torah, I, I don't I don't know what percentage wise it is, but probably definitely in, in the high 90s is exactly the same for men and for women. Now, what Chava points out, what Nikki points out is, yes, there are differences. I'm not saying there aren't differences, but why I wanted to take a step back is because sometimes when, when you see just the details, you, it's kind of like you, you, see, you, you miss the forest for the trees. I once had a religious girl. So I asked her the question, you know, you keep Shabbat, you keep a kosher home. You, she went to a non-Jewish non school, but you wear a skirt, like, like you're properly religious. Why aren't you asking me, why can't I read from the Torah? And you know what she said? She says, cause I'm happy with my role as a Jew. And it was amazing because she was immersed as a Jew, right? She was living as a Jew. She was engaged as a Jew. She didn't care that she couldn't read in, 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 from the Torah because she saw she was part of the picture of what it meant to be a Jew. What I hope I've made clear from, from this is that when you go back to the core, when you go back to the Torah and you ask the question, what does God want from me as a Jew? The answer is, this is what God wants from you as a Jew. And yes, there are tiny little differences as what, to, as what God wants from a Jewish man and from a Jewish from a Jewish um, woman, but I think what's important to know is that 
the core, the vast majority, I would say the 95%, 98% of the obligations of a Jew is the same for a male and a female, uh, for, for a Jewish man and a Jewish woman. Now, obviously, it does, um, um, it does beg the question of why are there differences, which we're not going to have time to go into today, because it is, it is, a, very, it is, it is a good question of why are there differences? Why do men have to wake up in, um, 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 and, and go to go to Minyan? Why don't women have to go, go to Minyan? And as someone rightly pointed out at the beginning of, of the session is that men and women do have different roles, right? Just like the, the physical world is, is an analogy for the spiritual world. And just like um, the, physically, men, male and females have differences, so too spiritually, men and women um, have, have differences. And we can definitely explore what those differences are in, in a further session. But for, for the point of this, I wanna end by sharing an example of what a Jew who fulfills their obligations looks like. So I'm gonna just share the screen. For those of you that Instagram, I'm going to read it out live. Loud. Okay, so this is talking about a description of, of, the, of, of a rabbi called the Chavetz Chaim. And it says, when you first see the little 90-year-old man, he makes a strange impression on you. You feel a shudder of awe and love, an enormous respect and a regard which is boundless. When you mo look more closely, you see the face of an angel, of a servant of God. The divine presence rests on that face and you must close your eyes because of the brilliance that shines from those small gray eyes of wisdom. The entire assemblages listen standing. He calls Jews to unity, to peace, to goodness, to piety, to love and to action. His small bent frame shakes as he speaks. From the eyes, there glows a whole world of wisdom and goodness. This is how I imagine Hillel the Elder must have appeared. Now, what's, what it's des describing here is a person who has spent he's 90 years old, spent his entire life following this spiritual program that God has given each of us to be. And it can show us the greatness that we can, we can achieve when, 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 we, when we follow the, the mitzvahs and we follow the, the spiritual um, exercise, the spiritual program that, that God has given us. And I, I'll, I'll, if you allow me, I'll, I'll share a personal anecdote um, that a few years ago, just before we left Vancouver, we had the, the privilege of meeting um, a, a, also one of the big rabbis of our, our generation. And I relate so much to what was written there because whatever, we spoke to him for half an hour, but just being in the presence of someone who lives that Torah life is, is an incredible experience because more than what they say, you just learn from their expressions, from ev everything. And it, it just shows us how incredible this this system this spiritual program that hashem has given us with with the mitzvahs the, that 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 we can when, when we incorporate them into our lives how what greatness we can achieve thank you so much for spending your time and listening if you have any questions or you'd like to find out more about the different roles between men and women in Judaism, please get in touch. You can contact me on Instagram. You can find me at Gila Ross. Thank you again for listening and have a great day.